to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? Uh, at some point, you're going to have uh, Adam on this uh, Brennan and Adam podcast, huh? Is this thing on? I don't, I don't get the joke. Dr. Ian Malcolm, because today is our podcast on Jurassic Park. Ow! That that was a so is this how we're gonna start the show? Is that we're gonna just do we're gonna like do a um I don't even know what I'm trying to say like a, um a, an impression of like what we're doing like is that how it's going? I'll do I'll do my best dinosaur. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> and I, I, I probably just heard a bunch of people's uh, ears. Yeah, a so, bunch uh, of people just clicked off, but you know it's fine. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, people, I want to thank everyone for uh, you know who liked our last episode, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Um, you know, I I from the people who liked the episode on our Super Nineties brother page, I can tell that it was very popular amongst uh, men between their between the ages of uh, thirty to like forty five. So um, all right. <laughs> So uh, I just wanted to thank uh, Adam Taylor, Jason Shelton, uh, Robert Blevins, Jack Morrison, um, Marina Golova, um, Brian Collin, and uh, and Jesse James. The Jesse James. Jesse James. Wow. Yeah. Which one? Back from the Back from the Dead. Wasn't there like a new Jesse James, and he like ha- he was like into tattoos and there. There was, like, some other Jesse James, like, six or seven years ago. Yeah, he was married to, like, Stanford Bullock, and, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, that's the other Jesse James. He's not an outlaw, so, but he pretends, pretends to be by... I think he's a tattoo artist, I, I think, I want to say. Um, I honestly don't do you know. Like Sandra, do you like Sandra Bullock? I think I think she, like, is one of my least favorite actresses. I like... I like young Sandra Bullock and like Speed and like when she was yeah. like unassuming and like uh you know, but like now she like plays like characters that are just kinda of boring and not very fun and, and she and she won an Academy Award for the blind side and the blind side just you know, wasn't a very good movie. Like did, did you Did you hear Michael Oler's comments about the blind side? He he was like laughing and he's like, yeah, oh yeah, the my mom that my foster mom really taught me how to play football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I never heard those comments. Um, another shout out, though. Um, another shout out is I wanted to say thank you to um, a guy named Kyle Van Kubik. He um, reached out to us to, you know, kind of pitch, like not pitch, but like tell us about his Kickstarter. Um, and at first, we we're kind of like, you know, is this guy for real? Like, is he just like trying to, you know, scam us into like liking his? getting money on Kickstarter, but the guy's legit. He's a, he does a podcast. He's a real he's, person. He's a real person who actually listens to our show, and he has a podcast called We Talk Games um, that he does weekly, and he talks about, they talk about, like, old arcade games, um, like cabinet arcade games. And, um, but he's doing a, he's doing a Kickstarter um, called uh, Winners Don't Drink Drugs, and it's kind of an homage to, like, 90s Dare shirts and, like, um, with this old, like, you know, 90s, kind of 90s motif, like with a, a dinosaur on it that's on a skateboard, and and he has a bunch of different styles, and uh, you should go definitely go check it out on uh, Kickstarters. 
you know, give give him give him some support. Uh, me and Adam, me and Adam did, and uh, yeah, and the guys, the guys are really cool, and we really appreciate him taking the time to reach out to us and taking the time to listen to our podcast. You got anything to say? Yeah, so, that? Uh, no. Uh, winners don't drink drugs. The winners don't drink drugs. The T-shirt campaign. You can check it out. Kyle von Kubik. The dinosaur on it kind of looks like Mondo Gecko from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah. Him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. Good shout-out for Kyle. But uh, today, what are we talking about today, Brennan? We're talking about one of the best summer blockbusters ever and uh, one of the most influential of our childhoods just based on our age and all that. And we'll get into some of those fun stories. But, again, like I said earlier today, we're talking about the 1993, like, cinema hit Jurassic Park. Ow! What do oh! You what do I remember? Yeah. What do I remember? remember right? let's, start, let's start from the beginning. What do you remember about the hype and the day that you saw it in the theaters? Yeah, so what do I remember about Jurassic Park? So I, I believe the the trailer for the movie came out like during the Super Bowl, like during the Super Bowl, like when well, you know all the big commercials, like all the trailers come out. Like they, I think Jurassic Park premiered then, and as like a a nine year old kid who was like probably obsessed with dinosaurs and like science fiction and stuff like that. The, the trailer was just amazing because it was just very like suspenseful, and they showed just like a little bit of, you know, what was, you know, going on in the movie like the like the T Rex like his eye like in the, like looking in the in the car, and then they show them like running with the, those, the dinosaurs, uh, like in the right. field and um, Doctor Grant and the kids like running away that, from yeah. those, whatever they are, and it was very like. I, mean, I think it was very vague about what was going on, but it definitely they definitely showed a bit of the dino, a lot of the dinosaurs in the trailer because they really wanted you to cut like they wanted you to think that this was like that these were real like real dinosaurs and like that it was like um, not some like B movie like B movie dinosaurs and it was Steven Spielberg and I, I think at the time I was I was cognizant of who Steven Spielberg was and kind of like how big this movie was like I like it was yeah. This, you knew this movie was going to be big. And when it came out, it was the biggest, like, it came out uh, June 11th of uh, 1993. And it was impossible to get tickets. Like, you couldn't, like, I think me and my dad went trying to go get tickets a couple times, and, like, it was the kind of show you had to, like, camp out for. Like, next, you had to wait in line for it. And this is, you know, obviously before the Internet, and so you couldn't, like, go on Fandango and reserve your seats or whatever. Like, you, you had to wait in line. And uh, and so probably it was probably a couple of weeks before I saw it, but I saw this movie probably five times in the theater in 1993 in that wow. summer. Like just always like any like I probably only saw I probably only saw one movie the entire summer of 1993, and that was Jurassic Park. <laughs> so you you went with your dad five times, or you went with like I went with like different, different people. Like I went with like a like a, a, a like friends from around the neighborhood, or I went. Um, um, with my dad, um, I went a couple other times. I maybe a babysitter took us. Um, yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw it, I saw it a lot. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was bigger than life. Like it really was, and it was it. And it's a quintessential like summer blockbuster. Like this is a movie that I feel like really like started that super like those the big blockbusters that you had to see every summer for, like, a while. And now, like, it's just, like, every movie that comes out in the summer is, like, 
is like this. What was what was the '94 summer blockbuster? Because like '95 was Independence Day, and I think I just go on from there. Or maybe it was '96 was Independence Day. I, I I'm not sure. I have to get back to that. Uh, but I'm not sure what it was. Um, well, anyway, you're right. Yeah, it was yeah. an awesome, awesome, epic event. I saw it opening weekend. I remember camping out in line for like an hour with my family and like um, going to see it and just kind of being blown away. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm a movie buff and I'm like a wannabe screenwriter. And, and I don't know how many people know this, or not, but I, I write screenplays and I like pitch my screenplays to producers in LA. I've never like sold anything, but I, I this was one of the first movies that, that really showed me how like uh, how a world can be so immersive in the theater, you know, and how you, you could just get completely sucked into an idea. And, you know, at the time, in 1993, well, I mean, even, like, there's no way you they could actually have a theme park like this, you know, with, like, real dinosaurs, you know, developed from, like, frog DNA or whatever. Like, it's not a real thing, but it didn't matter because they sold you a bill of goods convincing that it could be. And your imagination gets to do so much more, and I, I think this was this was a very influential movie for me. But but more than that, it was just awesome. Like everything about it was awesome. the The story was awesome. The acting was, or the actors and the acting was awesome. There there was suspense. There was like enemies. There was betrayal. There was humor. It was just it was a great movie, and I, it was fun for all ages. You know, it wasn't like one of those movies that. You know, only you know women, only black women over thirty like. Like, I just sorry, I just saw this preview for this movie called Girls Trip, and it's like Queen Latifah, and I think it's like <laughs> Jada Jada Pink. And I was like, no one, no. I, like, I was thinking I'll never go watch this movie, but it's not it's not marketed for me. But Jurassic Park was for everybody, which was really cool, and that and it's really hard to do. I can tell you as as like a wannabe writer trying to write something that, like, everybody is drawn to and likes and can get behind, it's, like, really, really hard to do. So that's that's part and parcel why this movie was was so well executed. But more than that, you know, the technical, the technological age was, was really starting to kick in. Like, the 80s, the 80s were a lot about um, special effects, and um, mm-hmm. in, the 90, in the 90s, we started getting into visual effects. And Jurassic Park was one of the first best examples of, of like how to do that um with visual effects which was just you know at the time it was just awesome i remember yeah. like around that around that same time like i remember like there was this kid in my neighborhood and he his family wanted to take me to go see a movie with him and he was like a year and a half or two years older than me and i always thought he was like really tough and cool and he like wanted to go see rock a doodle and i remember thinking oh. he was such a pussy <laughs> like I was literally like, watching Total Recall in Jurassic Park and I was just making me go see Rockadoodle. <laughs> that's funny. Rock-a-doodle. I've never seen that. I've never seen Rockadoodle. That's funny. Um, did you go see it in the theater? I saw it like at the Garland. You know, our like our our cheap oh like, yeah dollar a dollar theater. Uh, but yeah, Rockadoodle is this really stupid cartoon movie about like a little. I think it's like a little boy that turns into a little cat, and he's got to go help like a rooster who's like an Elvis impersonator. I mean, yeah. It's a really weird, stupid it's a really, movie. It's a, uh, I just lost the train of thought of what it was like. The all dogs go to heaven. Uh, anyways, but yeah. But anyway, Jurassic really, Park really Jurassic transcended Park. everything. Yeah, it, it, it really did. And to answer your question about 1994 Solar Blockbusters, Lion King, Forrest Gump, True Lies, and like Forrest Gump. Stones. Uh, Forrest Gump, Gump, yeah. 
in the Flintstones. Uh, well, I would say The Lion King was really the one because it made the most money. Um, but yeah, um, it was a, it's a Disney movie. It's not a summer blockbuster. What came out in the summer? I remember seeing in this. I saw. I actually saw Lion King on July fourth, in nineteen ninety four. Like I, I remember seeing that movie in the theater. I didn't see Forrest Gump in the theater, but I did see True Lies in the theater. So take that. Speaking of James Cameron, <laughs> James Cameron. Uh, uh, this is. I usually get the fun facts later in the show, but James Cameron was actually he wanted to make. Jurassic Park. He wanted to buy the rights to it, and um, but Steven oh. Spielberg, Steven Spielberg got to it first, and James Cameron was noticed saying, "I'm glad I didn't make Jurassic Park because I would have like ruined it for all the children." <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking it would have been awesome, but there's no way it would have been a family movie, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, like so yeah, let's go through the you know, the cast of characters. So I mean, or Let's go through, like, kind of the synopsis of the movie. So, you know, the idea is that um, the, the Dr. Hammond, he's building this, like, uh, wildlife preserve in, uh, in Costa Rica on, this, on these islands that he on, off, on these islands that he bought, bought Isla Nublar, is that how you say it? Um, but anyway, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's trying to get, he's trying to get these um, paleontologists... Um, Grant and Nelly to, to come to the park and kind of give it a sign off for the investors. Like they're very the investors like do not want to open this park, and so he gets them to come to come to the park, and along with uh, Ian Malcolm and uh, uh, who played by Jeff Goldblum to you know just give it that the, the write it off to like say like this is this can be open to the public, and uh, and then. <laughs> and then for some, for whatever reason, this Dr. Hammond guy thinks it's a good idea to have his grandchildren. I know we've never tested these dinosaurs with real people before. You know it would be a good test dial, pilot? My grandkids. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's like how, like, that's, well, that's how, how you make a movie he, interesting. Well, that's how you make it interesting. But that's also like, if you think about it, if you're like that much of a sociopath and that like, you really think that this this park is safe for everyone, then you think like, yeah, my my grandchildren will love seeing like dinosaurs. So like, maybe he's like, he's just so like jaded that he actually believes like nothing will go wrong. Um, right. And so. And this is a it's based on a Michael Crichton book. Right, correct. And I, I think it's pretty. I mean, I was looking, I was reading the the the, the premise or the plot of that book compared to this, and you know they changed quite a few things, but like it seems like it they they stayed pretty close to the original stuff. And I, and I think Michael didn't Michael Crichton, Crichton like he uh, he he wrote the screenplay, one of the drafts of the screenplay, at least. Um, yeah, I mean. Go, like, how, what character do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Grant, Dr. Grant? Yeah, Daniel? yeah, let's just start at the beginning. So Dr. Grant is like this uh, kind of um, paleontologist, and he's got this this wife who's also like, like, when the film opens, they're like digging up dinosaur bones in Montana, and like this helicopter comes down on their site and like invites them, and it's Dr. Hammond, and he like tells them about this grand park that he built, and they like don't really believe him, and he invites them just to come look and visit. Um, and so... Anyway, then we kind of flash, flash forward to the helicopter ride into the park, and you get to meet the cast of characters, Dr. Grant and his wife, Dr. Ian Malcolm, and then there's, like, an attorney and, um, mm-hmm. and, the, two, and the two grandkids. 
and they all go through like the tour essentially. So you, so that that's like a that's like a screenwriting uh, device. You when you need to explain like what a movie is or or what the what what it's really about, but you you can't just you can't just say it because it sounds so fake and unnatural. You oftentimes will have people asking questions, or you'll have them go through like a a welcoming tour, or like the beginning of um, the beginning of Scrooge is a good example where you get a really good idea of the flavor of the TV show. It, it's a way to kind of sell the audience on what's going on. So, and, right. and it's a really effective plot device. So the, all the main characters go through the tour at the main facility on this island about how they build the dinosaurs and how they, you know, where they came from. And you learn that they had extracted them from, like, dino DNA from, like, um, mosquitoes forever ago. And they filled in the blanks with, like, frog DNA. And they they made this island full of female dinosaurs so they couldn't breed on their own. They were all being bred at this, like, facility in, like, these little egg things. But you get to meet all the people, and then they say, okay, and now it's time for the tour. And the tour is like they get in these, like, jeeps, right? And then they, then they decide to go out for, the, for, like, the inaugural tour of Jurassic Park. And it's like, it's like a lot of, you know, tours that you've been on at, like, theme parks and stuff, where you just ride the car, and you look to the left, and you look to the right, and then there's, like, a narrator, and like, on your left, there's a Brachiosaurus, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, behind the scenes of all of this is evil uh, Newman from Seinfeld. He's Wayne <laughs> Knight, and, and he, like, um, he, he's in some sort of money trouble, um, and that's, that, that's explained a couple of times that he has financial issues, and then early in the movie you see him have this, like, secret meeting with some bad guy from some rival company who wants to steal all of Jurassic Park's secrets. So Newman, like... He's from, like, a... He's from, like, a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was going to say, he's probably a competitor. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> so Newman, like, shuts down the park's security and, and, like, tries to escape in the middle of this, like, lightning thunderstorm. And, of course, like, everything goes wrong. Like, Newman, like, goes the wrong way and gets eaten by, like, this awesome little dinosaur that, like, spits, like, tar acid in his face. <laughs> but more importantly, our, our protagonists are all on the real tour, and suddenly, like, the electric fences that hold the T-Rex in, they aren't working. And, oh, shit, he just ate that goat, and where the hell is he now? You know what I mean? It was, it was so suspenseful, and it was so cool. And there was this awesome scene where, like, they're in the car, and it's raining really hard, and they can't see the T-Rex, but they see that it, the, there's, like, a dead goat remains. And then there's, like, these huge puddles next to the, next to the car, and, and, and they're watching their little cup of water inside the car and, like, the ripples and the water. That was such an iconic little moment with the ripples. And it was like, holy shit, something huge is coming our way. It was such great suspense. And then suddenly, at, at, at my time of life, at like nine years old in 1993, the coolest like looking monster movie or movie monster ever like appears out of the jungle over the fence and starts like attacking them. Starts like biting into their car, like chasing them like down the side of a cliff, eating this lawyer on a toilet. It was like the most awesome, <laughs> coolest like example of this giant, ferocious, like, CG beast that looked totally real and cool at the time. It was, like, amazing. This is, like, juxtaposed against, like, the old Jaws movies, you know, with, like, that giant, goofy-looking puppet. Like, you saw it, it like, holy... Let me me stop you there. The the T-Rex isn't CG. No, the face is a robot, I know, but a lot of him, like, moving around and stuff is CG. They had a full full body of 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 the T-Rex. They like yeah, it's all practical effects. 
most a lot of it. Maybe no, not the running. Not parts when he's of running. It. Yeah, not, not when, when he's, he's running. running. Not, when, not no. when he's running. Yeah. No, I know. They're, they actually did build these robots for the heads and whatnot, and, and they they had to combine CG with special effects. And it right. was great. Is my it was great. Is my point is that they did exactly. such a great job. It just looked awesome. And and what what cooler eviler thing can you think of than this giant awesome T Rex literally eating people's faces like like coming after you breaking into your car eating your friend and then like chasing you up like it was awesome it was like something you never thought you'd ever see and it, it, there you were seeing it I and mean, it looked real so I mean that's that's the most iconic best scene of the movie is like when they're when they're in that car you know twenty minute twenty five minutes into the movie and suddenly this T Rex like breaks through the fence and he's eating you and your friends. It's just it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was that that scene like you I mean not watch it all, all over and over again, but it was just like it was really one of those moments of like, oh my gosh, this is so like this is when you know when you're like sitting there and you're waiting for like the T Rex to finally show up and like you're like sitting there waiting for it and it's just like it's so like being like a little kid, you're probably like so nervous and so scary, but at the same time you're like so excited like like to see like the T-Rex, and it was, it's cool. It was like, I mean, I think that was why you, I went, you go back every time to see it, is just because of how, how real it looked and how, like. Yeah, if you're flipping you know, through, the, if you're flipping through channels and that movie's on and it's near that scene, you stop and watch it because it's such great filmmaking and storytelling. Right. And to kind of go back to, like, when they're introducing, like, the characters and when they're coming onto the island, like, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, um, is when they're driving in, they're trying, they're going to like, you know, the main facilities, and but they're driving in and they stop, and this is like, I, I, they never really, they never say that there's dinosaurs on the island to the characters, and till like, like they they kind of like hint at it, but like, um, but then like they they're driving and they're on this like top of this hill and then they. And then you see this, you, like, all the, like, the brontosauruses, and then you see all these other dinosaurs, like, in the distance, and it's just, like, such a, like... Keep going. <laughs> and then you go, and then all of a sudden, there's, like, brontosaurus is, like, walking right next to, like, like, Dr. Grant, and he's just, like, he just, like, you can feel it as him as a character. He can just, like, he's a brontosaurus. He's just, like, he's real, and, like... Okay. <laughs> but that was just that was just there's just so many cool moments he goes, in that movie. They move in herds. They do move in herds. They do move in herds. That was that was, <laughs> he, was big thing. he was so like pleasuring himself while he said <laughs> They move that, in herds. That was the big thing about the about the movie is that they brought up all these new ideas about dinosaurs that like were kind of um not friends, but like uh, just different ideas of what a dinosaur was. Like that, you know, maybe maybe birds evolved from dinosaurs, and so they have all these like bird like references in the movie, uh, especially with like the with the raptors, um, and then like the opening scene, like you know, Doctor Grant like um, has the like the Velociraptor claw, and he's like teaching that like that little punk kid like about like how like the raptor kills, like, its prey, and, uh, yeah. That kid was in Adam's family. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's, so, there's, uh, there's an interesting theory about that kid. 
I'll tell you about it later. Um, okay. So move, moving on, fast forward to the movie. So, uh, I mean, you guys have all seen it, obviously. So, <clears throat> you know, they uh, the T-Rex eats the car, so they're trapped out in the middle of the island. they got to get back to the main facility, but, of course, they got to, like, fight their way through all these dinosaurs that are all trying to eat them or step on them or whatever or sneeze on them in one case. And... Um, so yeah, Dr. Grant's got these two kids, and he's got to he's got to rescue them, and that's that's essentially the movie. He's got to make it back to the base alive with Dr. Hammond's like two grandkids. And meanwhile, you know, shit's going wrong at the facility too. Like all the powers down, the Raptors are like eating the Australian guy. They're eating Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> mm, bitch, they're like, <laughs> you know, they're it's a, yeah. It's it's great. It's a great cast, and it's I don't know. It's there's a lot of stuff going on. The the action never stops. You never get bored. There's no slow moments. And then at the end, you know, um, Dr. Grant does make it back with the kids. And uh, most people are dead, but his wife is still alive. And But they're all being they, – they get back to the facility, and all the raptors have, like, taken over the facility. And there's this awesome scene where they're, like – the kids are, like, locked in, like, this one, like, lab with the raptors. And the raptor, like, figure out how to open the door, and they're coming in, and they're making these little sounds to each other, and the kids are trying to hide. It's awesome. It's just an awesome scene. Yeah, and definitely, yeah, it's funny. It's just, I mean, not funny. It's just, like, I was reading a thing about how how much screen time the dinosaurs actually have in the movies, and Mm -hmm. it's only, only like, 15 minutes. Uh, Really? Really, and uh, but uh, but like whatever the the time they use with the dinosaurs, like it's that's it's all you remember is about these dinosaurs. It's like all those different scenes, and it's just a, it's just a fun movie. There's not really much to say about it other than that it was just like in times where like like in, especially now, like when all these these blockbusters come out, and they just all suck. They're just all boring to watch. Like there are movies, there are still movies. I mean, there's movies that like. You know, started this love for like the blockbuster, and like it's just kind of sad to see that like that they just don't do it well anymore. Or it, maybe it's just that they don't do it well; it's just that they just keep on using the same ideas over and over again. And no, and it's, that, it's, it's that storytelling doesn't matter overseas. Is the problem is is you action movies sell so well overseas that all you need is a big action movie, a la Transformers or something crappy like that. You don't actually need a good story anymore, and that's what's right. bad. And Jurassic Park had this awesome, oh, my God, this gigantic Tom Turkey just ran in front of my car. Like, oh, my God, there's two of them. (laughs) I'm just, like, sitting here in front of my office, and there's, like, oh, my God, there's three of them. There's all these giant Tom Turkeys, like, right in front of me. It's like Jurassic Park. They do move in herds. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could see what I'm saying. That would have been way funny. Well, that's anyway, what, that's so, uh, about, I mean, the, the big characters, I mean, uh, Sam Neill, uh, Laura Dern, like, uh, Grant and Elliot, they're... How, how old do you think, how old do you think Laura Dern was in that movie? Um, I don't know, probably Lord... in her early, early 30s, yeah, early 30s. She was 26. Really? Don't you think she looks way older and acts way older than that? I, I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, I think so, but, like... When you go back and you look how old like actors are in movies that like you watch as a kid and you find out yeah like that Laura Dern's twenty eight or whatever you said twenty six like it's not that surprising because like when you're a kid you think yeah, anybody how... that anybody that's over twenty is old 
But like, yeah, but how old was Sam Neill at that time? It was like, I don't know, 50, 45? No, not, not 50. There was no way he was 50 years old. I'm going to look it up right here. Uh, but let's see, he was born in 1947. So, yeah, he was... Uh, he was almost 50. <laughs> um, so he was at least like 45 when they filmed it anyway. Right. So anyway, he's tw- 20 years older than Laura Dern. I-, I was just blown away by that when I found out she was 26 when she made that. I was like, wow, I always thought she was so much older. And even when I watched it today, I was like, wow, she seems so much older and more mature than I did at 26. Maybe that's just good acting, you know? Yeah, that's, that's her, true. Da- her dad, Bruce Dern, is like one of my favorite actors, so I think... Uh, oh, yeah, Bruce Dern... Act- Acting's in her blood, but anyway. Um, yeah, but then I mean, Doctor, everyone lo- everyone loves Doctor Ian Malcolm the best because it's Jeff Goldblum. Everyone loves the plot. Right. So, and and he was like kind of a funny one. He, like he was kind of the comedy relief. He had like he was kind of a, a like a woman like not a, like a gross womanizer. He was just kind of like a he was always interested in women. He was just kind of a horn dog, but he was a nice yeah. guy and he was smart and um, he was funny and he he would he was always. He was kind of a skeptic of the island the whole time. He was like telling them, "This isn't a good idea. You're playing, you're playing, you're playing God, and you're not God." Essentially, was yeah. That, that's kind of the theme of the movie: is humans shouldn't play God, really. Right. And then, and then, obviously, like you said, there's Wayne Knight, who was the guy who was, you know, causing all the problems, and a young, a young Samuel L. Jackson, probably a uh, mm, bitch, probably fresh off of uh, what's that movie called? True, is that True Love? Uh, the Quentin Tarantino... True Romance was in 94, actually. Oh, was it in 94? Oh, is that, so yeah. after. So, like, he wasn't maybe even it was that... 90, fam- maybe it was 92. But he, right. so he wasn't even that... He wasn't even that famous... Like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't Samuel L. Jackson yet. <laughs> like, he no, was he wasn't. Like, Samuel Jackson wasn't Samuel Jackson until Pulp Fiction. He, he was, and he that was... was another, Pulp Fiction was, was 94. In, You're right. You're in, right. Pulp Fiction was 94. He was just another black, black guy who died in the movie. So, um... I don't, I, yeah, mean to, I don't want to sound racist, but that's just, you know, like, that's in the 90s, and, you know... That's that was an part. 80s and early 90s trope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, but, yeah, there's just not much to say, like, about, like... Everyone did a great job. What we do say about it is that all these crappy movies came after it. <laughs> Jurassic oh, Park yeah, movie. let's talk about... Let's talk about the shit storm of sequels that come after that, and we'll lead up to the <laughs> shittiest shit storm. Oh my god! Like, See, you I, got other than the other than the Matrix, I don't know that I can think of a franchise that was ruined more by awful sequels. Like the Jurassic Park sequels were just unwatchable. Like they're terrible. Well, I, I mean, Jurassic Park two. So Jeff Goldblum like takes this Julianne Moore and. Vince Vaughn, and they go to this island of other dinosaurs to, like, scout it and all this crap. So the, the second was, one is about, is about they have, there's two islands in Jurassic Park. There's the theme park island, and then there's a smaller island where they breed all the dinosaurs. And at the, the one where they breed the dinosaurs, they, like, um, um, Site B. Site B, they, there's some, they're, the dinosaurs are, are, are mating, and they're, 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 causing havoc. And so, like, I don't even know... The thing is, like, I don't even know why he goes. Like, why does he, Dr. Ian Malcolm... Like, he's not... He's a he's a mathematician. Like, he's, he doesn't even... I don't know the plot. No, they were, they were going the there island. to... Like, 
they were going there to like document it and prove that it was stable so that like the there wasn't a hostile takeover of the corporation and they were gonna oh. use the dinosaurs for other things and that that's what happened. There was like this evil corporation who was also on the island and they were a bunch of like roughnecks and they were a bunch of douches and and they were trying to like hurt the dinosaurs and capture them and they were evil men and they were taking them back and there's evil raptors and T-Rexes again. And then they, they bring the T-Rex back to, like, San Diego, I think, which was a great idea. And, of course, it gets out and starts eating everybody. That was, like, the coolest part of the movie, I thought, is when the T-Rex is, like, running down downtown San Diego, like, eating people. And there was this one great scene where there was this funny, like, Japanese guy, like, ah, ah, in front of, in front of T-Rex. And it was, like, a Godzilla joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. But there, uh, like, Julia, so, like, the big actors in that movie was, like, Julianne Moore, I mean, she was also a young Julianne Moore. Uh, a young Vince Vaughn was in that as well. Um, but, yeah, it was just... But it sucked. It was, but the movie it sucked. Was a, it was, the movie was terrible. And then after but the But three was world, worse. As bad as two was, three three was dog vomit. Three was just awful. Awful. Yeah. Is there another way to say it? Like, like I, a kid gets... I remember it pretty well. I saw it in the theater. And this kid, like, gets lost at this at this island... And his like rich parents. It, was it was it um, William H Macy? It was his rich parents, but included yeah, William H William. Macy. They like trick Sam Neill to come back to the island and like help them save their son. And of course, they get stranded there, and they gotta like escape the island with the son. And in this one, there was like it wasn't a T Rex. It was like this other sort of water um, carnivore. It, it could live in the water. It was like this big mean other non-T-Rex dinosaur that was chasing them. And there was also all these, like, pterodactyls. But it, it was just, yeah. it was so stupid. The movie was so, it didn't make any sense. The kid was, like, surviving there uh, for, like, a couple of weeks, living in, like, some old abandoned shaft or something. And, like, the dumbest part of this movie is, like, <laughs> late in the movie, when they're all, when they're in, like, all this danger, Dr. Grant, like, makes some crappy satellite phone call to his ex-wife, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, like, gets this phone call and she can't hear anything. It's just a bunch of like static and, and like random noises and shit. And then, so what does Laura Dern do? She hangs up and says, well, I'm going to call the U S army and get the U S army out there to save them. And, and the U S army is like, Oh, you got some random staticky phone call. Yeah. Let's send all of our troops to go save these crappy people that we don't know are there from this Island. We don't know exists. And so at the end, the army shows up and saves them. That's literally what happens. I could not believe it. I was like 14 or whatever, and I'm watching this go, you are shitting me. You just did that? That was so <laughs> stupid. That was so dumb. Oh, my God, it, who does that? It, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty bad movie. I mean, I don't really remember it as well as you do, but uh, it just was one. It was like it came out in 2001, and it was just very like, I think I was, uh, so yeah, I was 2001, like 17, so I was like 17, 17. yeah. So, like, you saw it, and, like, you were – you already knew it was going to suck, but you just went and saw it because it was Jurassic Park, and you're like, you're hopeful that it was going to be good. Um, you're hopeful it was going to be inter- watchable, but it wasn't watchable. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, I think I re- tried to rewatch it a couple. Like Jurassic Park was like all all the Jurassic Parks were on Netflix, and so I I like watched the the, the third one, and I was like, man, this is this is really bad. Um, and then but let's get to the uh, let's get to the worst of all. Well, I was going to say that. The, they did. They did do a twenty like year anniversary in like two thousand and thirteen, um, and it was like a three D re release. And I went and saw it with my brother, and and it just it it was fun to see. And I hadn't probably seen it in a couple of years, 
But it was, uh, it's just, if you've seen Jurassic Park over and over and over and over again, you, it becomes, and as you get older, it just becomes less suspenseful and less like, like, oh, yeah. kind of, you're kind of like, you're kind of like dragging to this movie, like, kind of just like, and this is kind of boring. <laughs> I was like rewatching this movie. Like, it, it, it I don't like. Thing. I don't like going to. I don't like going to the theaters to see remakes of things I've seen too many times. I get so bored. I'm always thinking, what am I doing here? I've it was a three. This. It was a three D remake, so like you get, to, get that three D experience, and the three D wasn't very good. So, um, well, okay, let's, let's get, get to the, the worst movie. of all. I don't think it's the worst. Of all. I really don't. I think you're really being a little bit negative about this. That's what I do. Anyway, the worst <laughs> of all. <laughs> The worst of all, it's not really worse than Jurassic Park 3, I agree. But it was, it, the, your expectations were so much higher, and that's why it made it worse. It, it's the, the remake Jurassic World was awful. I said it. I'll own it. Whoever wants to argue with me, I will destroy you. That movie was terrible. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. Oh, my God. Let's, let's go over some of the stupid shit that goes on in Jurassic World. Okay. It, because a T-Rex isn't scary enough, they breed like a super T-Rex. Let's go over some of the things a super T-Rex can do. Did you know a super T-Rex can go like can go like full camouflage like the flipping Predator? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so T-Rex goes full Predator. It can like talk to other dinosaurs even though it's been like isolated in a cage its whole life. That happens. The T-Rex like breaks out the the blonde. Bryce Dallas Howard lady runs away from it in, like, platform shoes, like, with a soaking wet white top on. Like, it was so stupid. There was, like, these two little, like, 13-year-old boys that, like, resurrect. They, like, find an old broken-down Jeep in the woods, and he's like, hey, I used to I helped my grandpa change his oil once, and they, like, literally restore this fucking Jeep in, like, 15 minutes that's been abandoned for 20 years at, like, at a theme park where they need Jeeps and they repurpose it, and the co- companies repurpose hey, I, things like that. I, I just want to—I want to like slow you down. Like you're gonna going off on like everything you hate about this movie. First of all, Jurassic Jurassic World, you know, came out in 2015, Sorry. and it was like they were very—it was very you know promising that it was gonna you know be bring back the like glory of like the original Jurassic Park, and. um it did, but but it exists in a world where all the events of Jurassic Park happen. So like the the, the park. Yeah, became, how, does, how does how does a company ever recover from that? How do you ever recover from the lawsuits of the first time? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, we right. better try. I know a bunch of people got eaten the first time. Let's try it again. But like, so but now the park is successful. Like people go there, and like it's like very, you know, like. It's financially successful. So they, but but what's going, what's happening is that it's experiencing like a lull, and so they have to like come up with all these new attractions, like or, you know, like any like like any amusement park does. And so what they do is they create a new super dinosaur, and but at the same time they're also doing all this other stuff with like raptors, like training, like training raptors. And, uh, and you were probably going to get into that next. But, like, just to no, down. I, the tr- there was, like, a raptor named Blue that, like, one of them, like, trained to be, like, his dog, and he would listen to you, and it was... Merchandising. They had to humanize these, like, raptors so they could make money to make... So they could make 
the blue. That's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't make it a good movie. It doesn't make not, it a good I'm movie. Not, I'm, I not get, saying, I, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying like that's why they're doing it. Well, that's it. the point. Is that's for the point. Marketing. <laughs> okay, so. forget all that. Like, this movie's terrible. It's people that like this movie. I I judge them. I like don't get it. Like, if you're not like a little kid and you like this movie. I don't, I don't get you. I don't, I don't get what's good about it. None of it makes sense. It's all so dumb and just, it's just a bunch of crappy CG, honestly. It's, it's just, oh my God, I, there's no, the story around it doesn't make any sense. And I haven't even gotten to the stupidest, stupidest part yet, which is that the military is like helping the evil guy of Jurassic World secretly build evil, like transparent dinosaurs for their own, like, militaristic gain when they have drones at their disposal. Why do you need a dinosaur to fight for the military when you have drones? It's so dumb. It doesn't make any let's, – let's spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to bioengineer an evil, like, pl- uh, predator-slash-dinosaur at a theme park where we know there's going to be civilian casualties. We know it's going to go wrong. It's so dumb. They weren't weaponizing the – the big T-Rex. That wasn't the. They were they were weaponizing the Raptors. I think you missed the whole point. Of, uh, I feel like you missed the whole like <laughs> the whole like uh, like plot of the movie. Like they weren't weaponizing the big scary T-Rex. They were weaponizing the. All Raptors. right. Well, I haven't. All right. Fine. They weaponized the Raptors. That makes a lot more sense. And, and if what Raptors and, are so much more effective than than machine guns. And the, and the not and Vincent D'Onofrio was like. His, like, he was the guy who was, like, trying to, like, he played, like, the evil character. And he's trying to, like, and when everything's going wrong on the, everything's going wrong on the island, he's just like, let's get the rafters in there. And so, like, Chris Pratt, yeah. he's like. There's, there's all these, like, doctors running loose and killing people. He's like, let's let loose the rafters. And, like, and so, like, and Chris Pratt, who is the main character, he's, like, training these rafters. And so, like. They fight, they, like, kind of fight together to, like, well, I think the Raptors eventually, like, go against them, and, like, I don't, it's very confusing. It's a very It's all stupid. Story. It's all stupid. <laughs> but the interesting theory that I said to tell you earlier um, about the, the the little chubby kid in the original Jurassic Park, theories are that that is actually Chris Pratt's character, like, from, like, the, the first movie, and, like, that kid grew up to become a uh, a raptor trainer. So thought that what? was uh, yeah. In the beginning of Jurassic Park, when Doctor Neil is like using the like claw and scares that little kid, the theory is is that that little boy is actually Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic World, and he grows up. Oh, because be, he's got because he's got a claw thing. That that's the theory, yeah. Oh, that's that that little kid was like fat and pale and <laughs> had really dark hair. That's a stupid theory. I don't buy it. But as you know, Adam, like sometimes fat little kids grow up to be like like skinny, normal looking people. Really, really good looking, successful, you know, dudes with like, you know, everything you could ever want. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah, I, I guess it has happened to one person I know. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but 
Yeah, Jurassic World. All right. Well, it, I, I, it, I, I Jurassic World. On... It was like it, it, it was a cash grab. It was, it was it's a total no, cash grab. I know, grab. and I, I know, and I don't like that. With, it's what they're doing with all these old like. Like I no, and I don't like that. I'm allowed to not like, like that. There's no, no stories I'm, anymore. I know. I, you're, been, you're getting really worked up about nothing. I, I can't believe I'm you upset. Went, I can't believe you even went and saw the movie. To be honest with, with of course like, I did. Everyone was talking about it. I wanted to be able to tell them how stupid they were. It's my thing. Yeah, I mean, I think if I I saw the movie. I went like, I mildly enjoyed it, and then I got out. I'm just like, tomorrow's I'm like, meh. Like meh, is basically what the movie is. Meh. Like meh. The, uh, my biggest problem with it is, and one of my biggest problems with it isn't so much the dinosaurs or, or anything. It's the two kids in the movie, and like yeah, they, the they, they, they they fix the thing, but like they find out that their parents are like getting a divorce, and they have like this big like conversation on like this train, and like about oh, our parents are gonna get like. This, they're going to get divorced. And then literally, like, the rest of the movie, they never mention it again. Like, these kids are, like, having this internal struggle with, like, the parents being divorced, and that's why they're on the island and all this stuff. And then so they never mention that ever again in the movie is how they're getting, like, that's what, and it was, yeah, it's just, and then there's all this other weird, like, stuff with, like, uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard and how like um, they have like a, little, a little bit of romance, but they don't really. It's not really much, but 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 good news, we're gonna find out more next year in 2018 when the sequel cool. comes out to it. Yeah. So. Oh great! Well, thank God. <laughs> anyway, I've I've we've hated I've hated on the sequels enough. Uh, this this podcast was actually about how much we like Jurassic Park and what a cool time it was in 1993 when everyone got to see this awesome CG spectacle of just badass like dinosaur chasing, good stories, you know, fun sequences, awesome CG and robots. It was just it was awesome awesome movie and I guess that's partly why the sequels pissed me off so much is because they they're generated from such a such a cool thing initially, and I think that's often why sequels annoy people in general. It's not it's not that a bad movie annoys you. It's that you're sort of spitting on a good movie when you make a bad sequel, in my opinion. Like yeah. the Matrix sequels, I really think that you're like tarnishing the original. Anyway, totally. Yeah, I mean, like so few movies that like. There's movies that are built around being trilogies, like Lord of the Rings, um, whatever, Lord of the Rings, um, a bunch of other movies that are, you know, there, there are a bunch of trilogies now that movies that are, that are based around this, this is going to be three movies, but like movies like, they, just, they so rarely, oh, Star Wars is what I've seen them, they so rarely do it anymore where like, you have a great movie, like you have a great movie, and then like, oh shit, we need to make a sequel now. And, um, and so like, Jurassic Park was like, and Terminator, which was the idea for other ones, like they don't like. The Terminator Two was like is like the only I feel like it's the only sequel of one of the few that like is actually a worthy like worthy sequel, you know? Like, it's so maybe an Alien, James Cameron, maybe he's the king of doing the sequels. Maybe we should be really excited about Arbiter Avatar Two. <laughs> Well, anyway, is there anything else we need to talk about? No, I will say this: if you 
if you listened to our last week's podcast and you stayed through that at the end, there's a little like there's a little thing in there that I said like, hey, if you send us a message or an email, I'll send you a present. And no one took me up on that. We had a lot of people listen last week. I don't know how long they stayed for the episode, but uh, you know, I'll say it again. If you email us at Super Nineties Brothers, all spelled out, or you can email us at Super Nineties Brothers with like everything's abbreviated. Um, you can you want a tw- you want a twenty five dollar gift card to Amazon, or if you just direct message us on um, on Facebook. Like send us a question, and I'll and I'll send you twenty. The first person to do it, I'll send them a twenty five dollar gift card. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get it later this weekend, but we haven't got it yet. Somebody, one of our um, listeners who listens a lot, he uh, he private messaged us and said, you know, I'm not looking for the gift card, but uh, so like people are listening, but I want to give it to someone who we haven't heard from yet. So. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say, buddy? No, I'm good. All right. Well, for Britain Pointer, I'm Adam J. Pittsburgh. This has been a bone-chilling installment of Super 90s Brothers. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Pittsburgh, at Bro Pomode, at Super 90s Bros. Interact with us on Facebook and other social media. We'd love to hear from you guys. Give us those five-star reviews on iTunes if you're a cool person. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with the same uh, attitude about something else 90s that you kind of hazily remember. Anyway, have a great weekend. Have a good 4th of July. I'm out. Peace.